Good afternoon, Pat. Always glad to have you on. Uh, and I appreciate the fact uh, when I got a hold of uh, Zach from your office that he set this interview up uh, on pretty short notice. But I saw, because we've had so many stories lately that all at once now, it's like agencies of our government have decided it's okay to say, you know what? And this will be a shock to you, Senator. It's you know what we think that maybe this uh, virus came out of the lab in Wuhan. And <laughs> have you and I not been saying this now for well for the entire time that we've talked about the the uh, the whole uh, you know uh, COVID? I mean, this has been the story from the start. I say to we're almost blue in the face, and lo and behold, uh, finally you get a department, uh, and they still qualified it. Uh, in a kind of a sheepish manner and saying low confidence. But that is about as uh, much as you're going to get out of some of these places where they've probably been on record for saying the exact opposite. So uh, that's at least movement in the right direction. And Senator Holly and I from Missouri were uh, on that way back and got through the Senate uh, by unanimous consent. That means there was no Democrat or Republican against it to declassify all the information we house that the Biden administration has not been willing to do. So we will keep pushing on that as well. Well, and when you say way back, I mean, you guys did that bill all the way, what, back in May of 21? Yeah, I'd have to look up when it was, but uh, it's been a long time. And it's I think on stuff like this, you hope it's just going to go away. Sooner or later, the cat gets out of the bag, and I'm hoping this is just the start of this thing kind of fracturing into full transparency. Sadly, the Chinese still hold most of the cards in terms of the real information we need to get our hands around it. We're going to make sure at least we're not holding any in our own possession that would shed some light on it. Yeah. Now, now you got to understand something. The, the government of China is what they are. Unfortunately, our current government is what it is. I mean, we're... We're a government right now that it took us three weeks to admit that the balloon that we brought down actually came from China when we already had the evidence that we had been following it since the moment it launched in eastern China. (laughs) Yeah, so you put all that in a string of events, uh, not to mention the whole COVID saga, that look at all the money we borrowed and spent because we listened blindly to bureaucrats, and now... We've gotten through all the political science into the science of it, and we now know most of that was just not needed. But that's how much political enterprisers and strong arms of a federal government think they can get by with. And generally, though, it comes out. And now uh, I'm hoping bit piece by piece it does. A quote that came out this week from your office where it's, yep. a, it's attributed to you, the experts, the mainstream media, the big tech have treated Americans as fringe conspiracy theorists for believing the credible theory that the COVID virus leaked from the Wuhan lab. And then I like what you said later. We need to know exactly what public health officials like Dr. Fauci knew about a lab leak when they were publicly downplaying it. I have a real hard time uh, having Fauci being the highest paid employee in all the federal government and the fact that he's going to make pretty close to what his annual salary was in retirement while he lied to us for about two years. And if not pure out lies, Senator, did Fauci not at least misdirect us in our own trying to find out what was going on? I think there's no doubt about it. And, you know, the uncertainty that was inherent in what we were dealing with 
should have never had prescriptions that seem to be so certain in terms of their outcome. And then when you look at it, uh, we now know a lot of that just did not make sense. And then dig in to where you don't relent on it. Uh, that was all the way to the point where, if you recall, not too long ago, uh, right at the end of the COVID saga, they were going to try to force a vaccine mandate onto every employee yep. in a company across the country that had more than 100 employees. That was the most uh, kind of uh, feared uh, heavy hand of government when it was all over to speak of in terms of now we knew the science, they were still going to plow forward that. Our office, Pat, utilized a kind of arcane tool called the Congressional Review Act. It's the only response Congress can have, which is a privileged motion to hold executive orders to account. We did it. Uh, we got it passed through the Senate, bipartisan. Ten days later, the Supreme Court took our cue and said that's unconstitutional. That's the kind of stuff you got to do. And look at all the hoops we had to jump through. Oh, I know. Including the Supreme Court had to weigh in. Well, this most recent conclusion that we're relying on right now is from the Department of Energy. They right. were the ones that now have concluded that the COVID most likely arose from a lab leak. And, and here's what's amazing to me. This was classified intelligence report given to the White House and certain members of Congress and I still don't see the White House, hey, we have good news. Our own Department of Energy seems to have maybe found something that will be to our benefit. They're acting like they haven't even seen it. I know. And that's that playing dumb or thinking that, well, it'll blow over. Uh, I think there's going to be enough coming out of this kind of uh, evidence that always comes to the surface. And I think the House is just starting on an array of stuff that uh, – they thought they could get by with, and uh, I think we'll conduct it in a way that wasn't near as political as what they did uh, constantly throughout the Trump administration on stuff from the Mueller report to all the other stuff that was uh, trotted out, and uh, then, uh, you know, call you racist or insurrectionist and come up with that Madison Avenue to try to, uh -huh. you know, just castigate you in a way that makes you feel like a real heel to boot. Um, I think we're going to just do it the old-fashioned way. And stuff like this coming out, there's no way that you can uh, save face. Uh, and we've got to be cautious in the future, the lesson learned from all of this. Uh, let me ask you something, Senator. Um, and and I'm, I hope you don't mind. I'm changing channels on you here a little bit. That's uh, okay. But I know that the Supreme Court is now reviewing the student loan debt handout. The yep. Supreme Court, hearing these arguments today in a pair of cases that might determine the fate of the president's what I think is an unconstitutional student loan debt handout plan. What is your take on this, and what do you think the chances are that this nonsense gets stopped in its tracks? Well, they're coming at it from a couple different angles, which uh, uh, that case got heard almost in a kind of a tangential way to the main thrust of, like uh, many have said, what's the morality behind just categorically, arbitrarily, forgiving your loan versus someone else's. What does that say to anybody that enters into a, an agreement to borrow money and pay it back? That's the thing that always got me. And I think that here it's going to have a good chance of being taken down, even though it's not going to be centered on the main couple issues of 
why should you be arbitrary and capricious in how you'd forgive anyone's loan? How do you explain that to the 65% of individuals, workers, that don't have a college education, number right. one? Right. And what about all the other college education degrees that weren't included in it? It's got so many things that are wrong with it. I just want it gone, not to mention the fact that it'll be an inflation bomb, and it's going to be have an impact. They throw hundreds of billions around, Pat, like chump change anymore. This is way over $500 billion, again, that you'd be putting into the economy arbitrarily benefiting a few. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. Uh, we're going to discuss this coming up in the uh, in the next half hour, but I kind of just want to get your take on that real quick, uh, as long as I had you on the line. Uh, listen, uh, best of luck to you, my friend. I know that you're there in D.C. hammering things out, and you're also here uh, back in Indiana on occasion uh, trying to uh, check the, the landscape and trying to make a run for the governor's chair. So uh, best wishes to you in all that. I appreciate the fact that you're always available every time we call. Uh, you know, not not every politician does that. Did you know that, that sometimes politicians, once they're in office, well, they run and hide? Did you know that happens? Maybe I was just naive when I told any Hoosier that I'll visit all 92 counties each year, and I do that some more than once. And anybody that wants to take a road trip to Jasper, uh, it's now going to be, again, public. You can arrange that, and you can have up to an hour of your senator's time in my hometown of Jasper on a Friday. Now, listen, about that? The, you, you talked to me when we were in Kendallville. You talked about Jasper with such glowing reviews. Sometime between now and Christmas, I'm going to talk to you and set up a time, and the lovely Mrs. Miller and I are going to drive down to Jasper. I just want to go out with you and your lovely and just spend some time at the finest restaurant in Jasper. How's that? Well, we'll do that. That's called uh, our German restaurant. It's called the Schnitzelbank. And, uh, oh, yeah, you told me that. that we'll, we'll visit my uh, wife's home accessory and gift store. Uh, your wife will love that. That's been her only job and career since 78. And uh, I'll give you a tour of the business I ran for 37 years and three of my four kids now run it with a good young executive team so we'll have a good time sounds like a great idea that name <laughs> that you said was the name of the restaurant my uh my wife's parents who have some german ancestry call me that name quite often i'll have to figure out what that means <laughs> senator Braun, thank you so very much sir you're very welcome podcasts by federated media